Thank you for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Show. Are you feeling stuck in your personal and professional life? Do you want to take your life to the next level, but don't know where to start? The four-week turning point coaching program is here to help you achieve your goals. Our program is designed to help you identify your turning points and the effects they've had on your confidence. We'll evaluate changes you'd like to make, set achievable goals, and create a plan to reach them. We'll work with you to develop a customized roadmap that fits your unique needs and circumstances and provide ongoing support and guidance every step of the way. We will help you overcome any obstacles that are holding you back and build the confidence and skills you need to succeed. So if you're ready to take the next steps and transform your life, join the Turning Point Coaching Program today. Check out the show notes for the link to register. I look forward to supporting you on your journey to becoming beautifully confident. Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty, the questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show, and I'm your host, Kelly Buckley. We share how beauty and confidence go hand in hand and how the turning points in our experts' lives have had an impact, what their stories are and what their steps are that they took to elevate themselves to become the beautifully confident women that they are today. And I have a fabulous guest today that I am excited to share with you, Shelly Niehaus. Let me share a little bit about her. The entrepreneurial journey is not for the faint of heart. However, in the past 18 years of owning her own businesses, Shelly learned that the flexibility and freedom to do what you love far outweigh the risks. Her businesses spanned three industries. Wow. Fitness, travel, and photography. These businesses provided income for her family and the ability to serve others in the spaces she felt called to contribute. Along the way, she discovered her true passion was marketing, sales, and implementing organizational systems into her business. She now has the privilege of teaching these skills to other entrepreneurs, helping them build a business that allows them to build a life they love too. Shelly is the host of the Educated, Empowered, Inspired podcast. She lives with her husband and twin boys in the mountains of Boise, Idaho. You can find her hiking, snowshoeing, and paddleboarding in the beautiful Pacific Northwest when she is not coaching clients. Welcome, Shelly. Thank you, Kelly. It's so wonderful to be here today. Oh, I'm excited to have you share your story. So let's just jump right in. So share your story. So it definitely sounds like 
you've had a lot of different avenues in life to becoming the beautifully confident woman you are today. So can you share um, a little bit about your story and how you got where you are today? Absolutely. So that's the one thing I have learned is that when I was growing up, the one thing I dreaded most was change. And I have learned by leaning into the thing that I dreaded most that change can be the biggest blessing in your life if you're willing to walk through the hard stuff because there's always blessing on the other side of obedience. Um, So I'm a native Texan born and raised. I lived there my entire life, had just the traditional trajectory of the corporate job, started my first business in 2014 when my twins were little. And I just knew that I wanted to be able to have the flexibility and the freedom to stay home with them and did the fitness industry for several years, I believe almost nine years, and then transitioned um, into some travel as well as the photography. So my businesses have spanned three different industries. In each of them, while they were different, I learned that there's so many similarities in the entrepreneurial journey with the marketing and the sales and running a business that sometimes the product you're or the service you're providing differs, but the actual lessons that you learn in business and learn along the way are the same. So that was great. I was living my best life in Texas in 2020 and we took a trip to Boise, Idaho. And I had no idea that what that trip would start. And we landed and I remember we went to lunch and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm a pretty intuitive person. And I looked at my husband and I said, I think we're going to live here someday. Huh. And he, he was like, what? You know, I, he was excited because he always wanted to move to the mountains, but I just, there was something that kind of hit me and it was this idea. So anyway, we go home for doing a little bit of initial looking and the whole world starts to fall apart, as you know, with the pandemic. And I just, it was like an idea that wouldn't go away. It just wouldn't leave. And it was like that fly buzzing around in the car that you just can't get rid of. And this idea just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. So I decided to just get curious and start pulling that thread. And before you know it, my husband did work on the West Coast. So it was a better fit for his job. We had packed up and left the only life we'd ever known. Uh, took our kids out of school and we moved them um, as they were going into high school. So that's another whole uh, saga. (laughs) They hated us for a while, but they love us now. But anyway, I just, I felt God calling me to a different thing. And I was white knuckling so much of what I had. I had a good life. I had a very successful business. I had friends. I had always been kind of, you know, comfortable. Honestly, I didn't want to be uncomfortable. And for a lot of reasons, I just getting get, kept getting confirmations and affirmations that this is where we needed to go. And the hardest part was I was like, I got to start all over again. I have to reinvent myself again. And I had never done that because I had never really moved. Um, I was in my late forties and it was the first time I'd ever packed up and moved across the country. And not only was I moving myself, I was trying to navigate this and model how to do it for my children how to go out and make friends, how to, you know, become involved in a new community. So that really led me to coming over, um, coming up here in, in Idaho. And we love it now, but it was, it was a, it was a hard two years of transition. And what I thought my business would look like up here and what it looks like now are completely different. And again, it was, I had to learn just to let go of that good and allow um, the great to come and to be open to change. And so I made a transition from photography and to business coaching and to coaching women, uh, mostly over 40, into how to run their businesses and all the lessons I've learned along the way. So that's the very 
a 30,000 foot overview of how we got here today. <laughs> I love that 30,000 foot overview. <laughs> So Shelly, thank you for sharing that. A couple of things I pulled out of there that I think are impactful for women to hear and keep in mind is that change is inevitable. And I think we're hearing that more and more, especially through the pandemic is, you know, not, not all bad things come from change and resisting it isn't, isn't always the greatest idea either, but rolling with it. But the other thing I heard you say about rolling with that change was trusting your intuition. And I think as women, so often we're kind of taught to, to keep quiet and squash that intuition. So I really admire you for taking that step to, to listen to your intuition and follow it and go with it. Because that is how our, our beauty shows up is when we have the confidence to follow it. Which leads me to my next question, because I feel like everyone has turning points in their lives, which is where we come up with what confidence do we need to take that next step? So can you talk about, share a time in your life that you had a turning point that you thought, this is not really where I thought I would be. And, and this is, this is where I, where I am and maybe some feelings around it. I'm going to kind of have to quickly take you through each of the turning points in my career because they they stack on each other. But the first one was when I was out of um, college. I did all the things that I thought that seriously responsible person would do. I had the corporate job, the cube, the suit, and it was everything I had been taught that I needed to be a responsible adult. And I looked at myself and I was like, I hate this life. Like I just hated that life. It was, it's not for everybody and it wasn't for me. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, but I didn't know it at the time. So I had to realize that sometimes what looks good on paper isn't what it's more, there's more to life than just the numbers and the black and white and what looks on paper. And that's where that intuition comes in. And so something convinced me and my husband to allow me to quit my job and just, I, I convinced my husband I could replace my income by starting my own business. And um, I had no roadmap. I didn't know what I was doing. I was completely clueless, but I was like, action. Action is the antidote to overthinking. So I just got out there and I did it. And I just jumped in with both feet. And sometimes not knowing is the best thing because you can just 100%, um, you know, be open to whatever comes your way. And the business that I built looked like nothing else in the industry at the time because I didn't know what I was doing. And that that newness, that greenness, that freshness allowed me to have a fresh new approach to the fitness business that I built at the time. Um, and then when it came time to, I'm going to fast forward to the photography industry, um, that was also a huge point of putting myself out there because at that point, when you're an artist or a photographer, you not only have to build a brand around yourself, but you have to build it around your work. And that requires a lot of risk of putting yourself out there. And again, that's the one thing I didn't want to do. I didn't want to be uncomfortable, but you know, you have to start showing up online. You have to start putting things that are very near and dear to your heart out into the world and letting people receive them in different ways. And that was really hard for me to put myself out there. And I think that was the biggest risk that I took. Cause at least with my fitness business, I could kind of hide behind the business. But when hmm. you become a photographer, you are the business. And that's the first time that I really started to 
learn about personal branding and that I am my brand and I am part of my business and I have to connect and relate with people. And part of that is putting myself out there in an authentic way and showing up to serve people. So that was the the turning point that was really hard to put myself out there. And then the last one is when I got to Boise, I had a very successful photography business. I had over a decade of experience. I had accolades and equipment and gear and knowledge. And I was white knuckling all of that. I'm like, I have worked so hard to build this in to build this business and be successful in this industry. But every door that I opened um, or tried to walk through with building my business up here just didn't open. It didn't open. It wouldn't, um, there was no flow. I felt like the favor of that season of my life was over. And everyone's like, how can you walk away from this? You know, you're good. And that's when I learned that just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it forever. And you can let go of that and be open to the next season of life. So that's my my last turning point is I had no plans of coming up here and transitioning into coaching, but every confirmation and affirmation in my life led to that journey. And so I had to let go of something that I was holding on to very tightly and um, allow that space for me to sit in the uncomfortable of what does my new life look like up here? Not only physically of moving across the country, but what does my new business look like? And how is it going to look? And how am I called in this next season of my life to serve women, um, serve other entrepreneurs, help them with their businesses? So I really had to just sit in that uncomfortable space for a long time. And that was hard because I am a doer. And I want, I went out of that. Like I didn't, I did not want to be camping out in the desert. I wanted to get to the next stage, um, but I did. And that's when the transformation takes place. It's when you're in that desert season of not coming you, know, you left where you came from and you're maybe not quite to your new promise line yet, but you're just kind of camping out in that desert. That's when that transformation happens. And that's when you really learn a lot about yourself And you also learn what skills you might need to go into that next season. So it's just those three turning points kind of stacked on each other to get me where I am today to learn to really let go and to just be open to where that next journey, leg of the journey is going to take me. Wow. Oh my gosh. Those are great. Thank you for sharing that. And I, you know, as we get to know each other, Shelly, I realize how many of our turning points are very similar. Because I love that you pointed that out. And I think it's helpful for women to hear that too, that just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it. I I resisted uh, leaving my salon and selling it because I am a great cosmetologist. (laughs) But I realized that if I wanted that next step in life, I had to take those next steps. So I love that you said that. And and talked about that because it, it doesn't mean just because you're good at something, that's where you should be. And but figuring people, out. People will pigeonhole you and try to put you there. And it takes a lot of self-reflecting and self-awareness um, to realize, push through that and walk to that next stage so that you, because it's easy just to stay there because that's the box people have you in. Exactly. Yes. So, and I think that's part of something that does shake our confidence is when we have all these voices around us that want to say, but you're good at that. That's how we know you. That's what we know you as. It's hard to move past that and and find our own confidence to do that. So, which brings me to my, our next, our next thought is, can you talk about 
some of your steps and maybe some of the feelings and emotions that you had around shifting at each of those points. Okay. So for me, the first step, and this is, I won't say this was my first step when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, I've learned that my first step is I have to quiet the noise. I have to stop looking for gurus that are going to tell me the right thing because those experts are great when you're ready for them. But if you don't know what you want next, all the experts in the world are not going to help you because you don't have your compass. So once you decide what direction your compass is aimed, they can help you like on that journey. But I didn't know at first where my compass was aimed. You know, was I going north or south? Like I didn't even know what direction to start. So I had to quiet my world. And that for me, that means cutting out the podcast, cutting out the books, cutting out, you know, all the social media. Like there's just so many, as you said, noise and all that plays into what you think about yourself and the way you view yourself, the way you view the world, the way you view everything. And you want to make sure that you are, you know, you're, you're really connecting with your heart and your soul and what your true um, calling is and not letting those outside influences come in. So getting quiet is always my first step. Uh, and then I think the next one is once you do that is I try to find some clarity. And as I mentioned with the, um, a couple of them, it's like that fly in the car that it just won't go away. When I have an idea that keeps coming back to me and it just won't go away. I know there's something to that. I know it's more than me just, you know, daydreaming or whatever. And so I've learned to, um, really get curious about that and just to pull on that thread and let go of the outcome and let go of the timeline. Because I, 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 again, I'm, I very like to control those things. And I learned that that's not in my control. All I can do is just to pull on that thread and the way, um, I guess people would call it getting clarity, but the way that clarity comes from me is just, um, I'm a journaler. I get up each morning and I write three pages. It comes from Julia Cameron's morning pages from a long time ago, but just free, free flow. Like there's no, like, rhyme or reason. It just, it's, it's, um, I have a lot going on in my head <laughs> and the way <laughs> I learned that if I can just get it out, it clears more space for my thoughts. So, and, and like, it's not to be read. It's not to be passed on to my children. Like it is just a brain dump to get all the noise out of my head. So I, I get rid of my external noise and then I get rid of my internal noise by journaling and just kind of getting the thoughts out of my head. And I'm, and then for me, it's letting that go and then going and doing something um, I'm going to call a mindless activity that allows your brain to still think whether, I mean, people always say like your best ideas come in the shower or maybe it's um, usually when I'm done journaling in the morning, I get up and I'll go unload the dishwasher, you know, cause like you're just, it's something easy or washing dishes. It's something that you can do, but your mind still has that time to wander. And a lot of times that's where I get my best ideas because I've quieted my external world. I've quieted my internal world by getting rid of all of the I, the junk in my brain. And it's just freed my brain up to, to, you know, go for a walk or whatever, just to think. And that's usually the three things I learned to get clarity on where I need to go. And then once you have that compass, once you know, maybe the, the next step, it doesn't have to be your full journey, but once you maybe know what that next right thing is, that's when you can start to add back in the expert or the guru that can help you, you know, learn what that learn the skill you need to learn or, you know, become an expert in something else. But you have to know where you're going before you can start seeking external input and advice. Wow. Thank you, Shelly. Um, so I think I love that quieting the noise. So sort of a, a thought around that. Can you share? So do you have a set 
do a set amount of time per week, per month, per year that you will take some time to quiet the noise and and get with yourself again. <laughs> um, I'm getting better at that. So I um, I would tell you, if you asked me five years ago, the thought of being with myself and my thoughts probably would have given me an anxiety attack. I just remember listening. I read that book, Essentialism by Greg McGowan. And, um, and I was like, that was really the pivotal book that got me into learning to quiet my noise. And and so I'm learning and it started with the daily practice of the journaling. I feel like that's, that's definitely at the beginning of my day has become a habit. And I think I've been doing it now for about five years, but it just really allows me to do that brain dump, just get clean. And then at the end of the day, I try to take a walk with my dog, just grab my dog, go out for the walk for 20 minutes. And those kind of bookend my day. It's my on-ramp to my day and my off-ramp. And that allows me to kind of just process in real time, what has been going on during that day and, and think about like kind of the current events. Um, what I'm trying to do better about is take a weekly time. I purposely cut back my schedule on Sundays and I'm trying to lean into more of a, like a Sabbath practice of just not being so busy and not having my plate filled and just being allowed to just, just be like, go for a hike, you know, maybe go paddleboarding. Like, it doesn't have to be sitting on the couch meditating, but just freeing up that space to give yourself that time to be out in nature or wherever it is that you feel connected with your thoughts and allows you just to think. And I'd love to say that I do a yearly thing. Um, and that's my goal is to do, and my husband, and I just talked about it recently that we both want to do like an annual, um, just like a two day, you know, trip up into the mountains or something. It's like quick two hours from here, just to have like a think time, just to kind of get that, that ability to think and, and process. I love that. And I do, I think that's so important. And I'm glad you said that, that it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're sitting on the couch quiet, do something that is, that speaks to you, that you can get quiet with yourself. So I love that. And yes, and hiking is, is one of my things as well. I love it. Love it. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. So um, can you share what you're doing now to help help others elevate their confidence journey and, and feel beautifully confident about themselves? Well, it's it started with the move to, to Boise and all the things that I learned on my journey. And then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the business that I had come here prepared to launch just didn't look the way I thought it would be. And I really got led into coaching coaching other entrepreneurs in helping them with their business. There is um, just a lot of people that are in their business and they're trying to do all the things. They're trying to, you know, do make the products and services, do the marketing, you know, work on the systems. And they're so involved in their own business. They really lack clarity. Um, they lack confidence and they lack the knowledge to be able to work uh do not only work smarter, but work um, 
like just more efficient too. Like you're, and so you're doing just everything. And so I started coaching business owners in, first of all, the first thing we do is we work on the clarity. We do a lot of work around getting clear and figuring out who you are, what you're all about, what your why is and who you serve. Because if you have, and that, and sometimes they're like, I feel like we're doing this forever. I'm like, but if we don't get this ground, this pillar done, everything we do, because your marketing is only going to amplify what's right and what's wrong with your business. So we hmm. can do all the social media. We can build your personal brand. We can make sure you have the work, the best website out there. But at the end of the day, if you don't have solid foundation, if your roots aren't strong in your business, then everything we do is only going to amplify what's right or what's wrong. And that's when companies start to grow and they don't have the systems and the marketing and the messaging in place. And they're either attracting the wrong people or their systems aren't in place and they're not serving their customers well. So I really help my clients get clear about their business. We start with getting clear about their business and then we take that and we um, really figure out what they're offering, why they're offering it who are they serving, what problems we're helping them solve. And then the next level is we start to develop um, their marketing message around that and building their personal brand and all the things that go in with that. And then we work on uh, the systems that they need to be able to provide that amazing level of customer service, that amazing level of um, just surprise and delight, because we always want to over, let's see, how does it, we always want to under promise and over deliver. So we want to make sure we're doing that in everything and just the right systems can allow you to just knock the socks off your client. Wow. That's awesome. And I do, that is so important because I do think we have more confidence in ourselves when we are clear on who we're talking to, who we're serving. Um, yes, extremely important because we can't serve everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And we do, you know, and then we always say you're, you're for somebody, but you're not for everyone. And having that confidence in who you are and what you're all about and who you serve and what problems you solve allows you to quickly discern if someone is the right fit for your business. And, and again, like always, when someone comes to me for coaching, I'm like, I, fit is the most important thing. And if we're not the right fit, I will be the first one to help you find someone that is, but I don't want to take on a client. And I know other people don't want to take clients on that are not good fit for their business. And so that confidence has to be there with you first, because then for you to be able to discern what you can and can't, cannot help other people do. I love that, Shelly. And I, I've appreciated that when I'm doing business with people that they take the time to ask me questions to learn if we are a good fit, as opposed to just taking my money and Sure, I'll help you. So I love that you take that time. So can you tell our listeners um, where they can find you? And it will be in the show notes. So if you're driving and you can't write it down, that is okay. You'll be able to connect with Shelly through the, the show notes. But go ahead and share with us, Shelly, where people can find you. Okay, well, kind of back to your weekly and monthly. I do have a podcast and each week I have a podcast called the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. And that is to help you get unstuck in life and business and to take uh, tactical and practical steps to move forward each week. So that is my weekly show. And then once a month, I host what's called the Branding Power Hour. And that is a exclusive online community. It's free. We just get together and we jam about all things marketing, personal branding, how to build your personal brand, all of those things. And that's held on Zoom once a month. And it's just a, a training I do for about 20 or 30 minutes. And then we open it up for questions. And we kind of just do a deep dive into the things that people are bringing to 
the meeting that month. And so that's just a once a month thing called the Branding Power Hour. And that is on my website and uh, Instagram as well. You can just, it'll be linked everywhere that you can find me in the show notes. That's great. Thank you. And I love that. Um, I I do feel like a lot of times, and maybe you can give us a last word on this, why our social media messaging is important to putting out the message we want so that we are showing our best and and what we want people to know about us. Yes. So your 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 message has to be aligned with who you are and what you're all about um, and, and the problems that you solve for your clients. So when you're looking at your social media messaging, the first thing you really need to look at is, are you connecting? Are you connecting on a personal level? Because if people don't know you and they can't just decide if they're going to like you or trust you. So you have to like get a little uncomfortable, put your face out there and connect with your audience um, through imagery, captions, video, whatever that looks like for you. But you have to make that connection. And then you have to position yourself as the expert and how you are the person that is going to help them solve their problems because they're going to go spend money with somebody. So you need to let them know why you are that right person. And again, that helps you decide who you're right for and who you're not right for. So positioning yourself. And then the last thing is it's all about connecting. So we're going to invite people on our journey. You're going to invite them to take that next step, whether it's send you a DM or check out your podcast or you know, leave a comment. Like it's, it's just those little micro commitments that we do every day in our online uh, presence that build that relationship. And sometimes people might follow you for a year or two before they ever pick up the phone and actually decide they want to do business with you. But you've done that work of connecting, inviting and positioning with them throughout that time. And when they need you, you're going to be the first person they think of. Oh my gosh, Shelly, that is, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing that last little bit because I do, it's, it is so important to just put it out there and connect as opposed to just those cold, cold messages are, ugh, There's no sleazy. one loves them. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Shelly. Do you have any last minute words for our listeners? Just be the face of your business. You are the unique in your business and people are going to know you, like you and trust you by you just being you. So show up, be authentic and and, serve, and and think about how can I impact one person today? What can I do to serve one person today? And then it makes them about, that makes it about them and not you. So it makes it so much easier to show up online. Thank you so much, Shelly. And thank you for joining our Beautifully Confident show today. If you would like to connect with either Shelly or I, you can find all of our links in the show notes and we would love to connect with you. I love working with women on identifying what those turning points are and how you can elevate yourself to become the beautifully confident woman that you are meant to be. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.